what you saw in these pictures, and the reasons why you took them, would you, uh, Mr. Yes, uh, those pictures there that you're looking at is the white substance, very similar to spiderweb cluster, hanging on these black burnt branches at the uh, hill, which is directly west of Sonora. Uh, this particular hill was burnt off by a forest fire two days previous to this, and on these trees you'll see the residue which I found the following morning hanging to the branches in a large semicircle pattern at the location of the sightings of the flying saucers or unidentified object machines. Uh, it was in a pattern about uh, 350 feet long and about 100 feet wide and was on the uh, dead tree branches and on the ground and on the fences and all indications were that the vessels or whatever the objects were took off in a south direction leaving this as residue from whatever source of propellant or power they used. These photographs are of that substance. Did you see these vehicles? Yes, I saw the three of them with a large sportsman spotlight. There was, on this hill, which was sliding up a hill away from me, there was three coming out of the building of the antenna site, the Sonora Community Antenna. There's a building up there I have which houses all the equipment. And this was a dark time, approximately 8 o'clock. And the, as I closed the door and looked across the hill, I saw these three lights, similar to a to maybe a glowing ember, a, yet a pinkish color, and uh, pinkish purple. And I looked at them, assuming there was still fire from the big forest fire, and as I watched them for quite a few minutes, they didn't seem to flicker or vary in intensity as a fire ember would. So I went to my pickup and got a large sportsman-type spotlight that I turned on the one, and that's when I could see at first it was a metallic object, and uh, it had a metal framework and covered with a skin of some type of highly polished metal, first thinking it was a truck of some radio amateurs who might have gone up there to use that high point for broadcasting. Then I could see it had no wheels on it. And uh, it was dome-shaped on top and uh, hat-shaped on the rim. And while investigating, looking closely, three men appeared from the left, walked around on this rim, always looking at me, and disappeared on the west side of it. And uh, I got into the pickup to put the headlights on it, but the hill on my side, sliding downhill, was impossible. And so, not knowing what it was, or who it was, or why they were there, I left the scene to come down the hill. It had rained the night before. The ground had showed the sprinkling of the rain. The only tire tracks leading to the antenna site, and the only road there, were my tires going up, which meant it was not a vehicle with, that could have gone up there by any road. 
So the next morning I went back up to investigate and uh, went to the exact location of the machines or objects and could find absolutely no residue, no uh, anything thrown down the ground, no footprints whatsoever, or any sign of anything being there. Yet on all these black bushes, or manzanita trees, that the forest fire had burnt everything off except the stumps, this white residue was left on there. So I went and got the reporter from the Modesto Bee, and he came up there and took these pictures, and he, along with I, could not find any uh, signs of any footprints uh, on the ground at all. And that is nothing uncommon because of all other sightings, they do not walk on the earth, but walk on the rim of the ship itself. They evidently do not try to make any contact with any object of the earth. Can you describe... The creatures that you saw? The men, the uh, three creatures or persons, to me, were very normal in every respect. Uh, the, by using the comparison of the distance the next morning and having a man walk over there, we, uh, and to get the size in comparison, they would be in the ra range of about 135 to 145 pounds and about 5 foot 4 to 5 foot 6 tall, being an average small man of our present civilization. They wore a uniform, uh, very similar to coveralls, very tightly knit, silver gray in color, very neatly tailored. Their caps were of the old style English cap type where we had a uh, beak on the front and used uh, here about 40 years ago as a very common thing, cap, uh, is indication. Their features were, uh, uh, were such that if any one of them had been somebody I known, I would have recognized them as being a normal human being in every respect. Their walk, their uh, the way they turned their head and looked, they made no attempts to smile or show any voice features at all. Uh, other than as they walked around the three of them, they turned and looked at me as they walked across on this rim which then the next morning would seem to be about a, two feet off the ground. And they, as they disappeared, uh, let's put it this way, I did too. Did <laughs> <laughs> the vehicle make any kind of loud noise? The vehicle, the both of them were all three of them, were sitting on the ground. These lights were on the back end, approximately three feet back of the outer rim. And they were sitting there with absolute total silence. There was no, no noise of any description. Well, they, evidently, from your description, they're similar to this here. Yes, looking at that, now I couldn't tell you what they, whether they had that double room in the bottom or not, because looking across the hill that far at night, it wouldn't show. But it did show the top being dome-shaped and coming down to a wide brim of a hat. And I could see the metal framework under the skin. It looked like a billboard made of metal where you could tell where it's draped around and in the middle, the metal was moving in the breeze because the light reflected from it. It was very highly polished uh, green, dark green in color. Did you say there were some lights on the... On the end, on the, uh, the back, uh, well, to the right of the main ship, about three feet. Now these, these look, and as I describe, I would say now that they would look like you took a double-sized tennis ball that was painted uh, 
pinkish purple and had a light on the inside. It was a glow of that particular color and an absolute steady glow that did not vary one bit. But it wasn't bright. I wouldn't have noticed it if I hadn't have been looking across there and thought of the fire two nights previously to think that a stump was still burning on the adjoining hill. And they were dim enough that you would never even uh, have noticed it otherwise. And they, they just rose up and went in a southerly direction. Oh, that is the assumption. I did not see them leave. They saw me leave, but I didn't see them leave. But in the morning, to, to how this stuff was blown, and knowing the direction of the wind, how it laid on the trees, that they would have disappeared in that direction up the hill, over the fence, because the maximum of the stuff was up in that direction as they went over the fence. Then it steeped down the other side, so there was nothing more there. They were still there then when you left? Yes, they were there, there when I left, but they weren't there in the morning. Yet, uh, at my condition at that time, see, I have a full artificial leg, and I was just, had gotten over a broken right leg, six months in a wheelchair, and uh, my leg uh, wasn't too strong in getting around. And being up there alone at night time after dark uh, with this, uh, not knowing if they were American, they wouldn't want to s me to see them. If they were Russian, they'd make sure I didn't see them. Yet they had every opportunity to contact me knowing that I was there alone. They saw me standing outside the door with a light on the inside. And I, knowing they were there, if they wanted, they could have contacted me in any shape or form, which they made no attempt to. And so, uh, as every other case, they assume the evidence do not want to make personal contact, nor talk, and no noise was heard from them as far as voices or anything. And there's total silence up there because it's way up above the city of Sonora here. It's that high hill down here. Did you say you collected some of this white residue? Yes, uh, yes, and I gave that to uh, just last this last summer to Doctor Strange's, and it's now back at the uh, at Colorado at the Air Force Academy, wherever that office is. He has charge of now of the UFO investiga investigations for the Army and Air Force, and he has the the, the, uh, the stuff. Another incident facet to this story is, of course. Going up there quite regular after that at night time to see if there would be a return. And uh, I, I believe there was a return of the ships on two separate occasions but made no attempt to land. I saw the lights coming in the distance, the bright white light moving from the south over Jamestown and as they slowly came overhead to where I was out in the total darkness, I got my same big spotlight out, and as I turned it off and all, aimed at it, I turned it off and on three times, their light went out. Yet I waited ten minutes, and nothing happened. So, leaving the antenna site and driving down to the bottom of the hill, where I had to open the gate to get onto the highway, I looked up into the sky, and here this light was again moving very slowly to the north, which means it, it took me 15 minutes to come down there, well, close up and come down, and yet he would have been a long distance away at that time, but he proceeded to be there overhead again 
And then I again got the spotlight and turned it all off and all like that, and his light went out, and I saw him no more that night. And it was two weeks later that the same thing happened. Yet since then, I have never made any contact up there whatsoever. I've tried, and uh, I haven't been up now looking at anything for the last year, uh, since last fall. I will be going up uh, now when the weather gets nicer. And uh, I have gotten every book available on flying saucers in order to, to read, to try to get more information. And uh, I've read of different ones being picked up and so forth, yet uh, we have no physical proof that they have. They're somehow they're not given that. They can't take pictures of it. They're not given any material or anything that would prove they have been on these on these ships and uh, it could be possible I would enjoy an experience like that I wouldn't turn it down we uh, had some reports up here too that you know this uh, they call him Bigfoot you know, this yes, yes. And, uh, the feeling is possibly that one of these uh, being whatever it might be, could have got off one of these flying saucers. Now this is this has been going around now. Well, that that, that is very, that is that is more sensible to to say to say that they are from some other source, and are here just to explore, because you know our mountains up here and all through California and Oregon and during deer hunting season there are just tens of thousands of feet under, and they 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 find everything. There isn't anything that isn't found, and so if there is anything like those monsters up there. They'd find the tracks or, or see them, but when they do come and are sighted, uh, there is a short sighting, and after that, there is no more at that location. Uh, up in Northern California, Happy Camp up there, they had this several years ago where they, they, uh, the, the thing actually attacked trucks and everything else. And they had a, they had a photograph, we're supposed to do a photograph, and they had it right there and saw it, but uh, that has disappeared, and of course, they, there again, they have no proof. The sightings of flying saucers today is that they, when they do see them, they make a cloud around themselves and you can't see them. And they disappear. And when they come out of that, to land, they come out of that cloud. Mr. Jacobson, do you know of anyone else in this area that has sighted? After the last story came out of the paper, you would be surprised at the amount of people who called me up to talk to me in private. They were afraid of ridicule to mention it, and whenever they could, we met and would discuss a, a similar sighting, especially back in the mountain area. Deer hunters and people who live back there in lonely locations who have seen them. And uh, one doctor here in Sonora, who uh, is my doctor, my wife worked for him for 14 years, <laughs> as, a very, as one of the members of the of the hospital group saw one in down at Chinese camp in behind the barn set lit on the field out there. Doctor, Mr. Jake, did you, did you say he saw this uh, object or, or a friend of his? It was a friend of his. That lives here locally? It's one of the members of the Adventist church who lives in Chinese camp and saw it out in the field behind the barn. It came down and landed and took off. Was it described similarly to the one that you saw? Uh, yes, saw? Uh, yet a little smaller. Because I had to go in, in, in diameter, I would have had to go approximately 20 feet. These were approximately 20 feet in diameter. 
figuring the distance across there, 300 feet, and visualizing the next day, my best of my ability why it would be, well, you could say up to 25 feet in diameter. And, and I never talked to this other man. But I would say at least, I kept record at least at first, at least 12 people came to me with stories of sightings. And they were afraid to uh, mention them. And uh, I found the public very much behind me when I, when I did come out with this. And when I discussed it on the street and somebody was rousing me, there wasn't a time that somebody didn't walk up and says, you can believe what he says. The guy looked kind of <laughs> sheepish and uh, walk off. But uh, I believe there's lots of people more who have seen something. And these different ones would call me in private and uh, tell me their story. I've them seen them land up in the mountains up there, come in and land down and take water. One of them saw them come in and land the water and they took a hose down and got water and then took off. One was the, uh, definitely was a cigar-shaped machine up at Lyons, just above Lyons down there. And uh, up in the higher mountains, they were the saucer-shaped machines. And two balls of fire that deer hunters saw. A great big ball of fire, they said it looked about three feet in diameter, that moved right through the forest of the trees, yet set down in a fire. And settled down, and then took off again. They assured me they hadn't been drinking. Knowing them, I quizzed them. Uh, have you had any of the other reports of uh, people being seen coming from these crafts? No, no. Just the crafts no. themselves? Yeah, just, yes. No, no, no other reports of, of any objects on the machine. They weren't wearing any special clothing, did you notice? Uh, yes, they cover all type of, of uh, it looked metallic, it looked greenish gray, or green, silver, gray, uh, and a very neat, tight-fitting coverall. It was a one-piece unit. It had a belt around here. It was a one, one piece, uh, like a coverall. But nothing protecting their head. Just a cap. Just a ordinary, ordinary cap that you would, like we used to wear 30, 40 years ago, that particular type, uh, not knowing whether it was, uh, well, it had the beak on the front and the, the top on it. Uh, noticing mostly, of course it showed the whole face, there's nothing else on there. You could see they had ears, nose and eyes and mouth. The mouths were never open. They were closed uh, as they looked at me. Were you close enough to distinguish features? Was there a difference? As I, yes, I could have. They all looked, no. The only thing I say, if any one of those three would have been somebody I knew, I would have been able to recognize them at that distance. Well, are you saying that the features were different, uh, as we are different? Yes, each fa was a little bit different, yes. Yeah, each one, each person was a, a different individual. Not too much, but enough you'd, you'd say, yes, there's three different men there. You can distinguish between uh, A little, a couple inches in height, and uh, I mean, a difference in their walk, a little bit. And uh, enough of the features, yes, because I was looking for somebody I might know. To be up there, I was still thinking of the radio amateurs because they go up in these hills around here. And one of our amateurs was a surveyor, and the surveyor crew had been up there. And I figured, well, he knew how to get up there and was there. And I was wanting to see it when I hollered at them twice. Hey, you know, nobody answered me. Just total, just total silence. Well, I figured, gee, if they knew me, which they should, they would have hollered back, Jake, what's. But nobody said a word. Then when I went down the road and noticed nobody had been on this newly road that had just been rained on. And that's the only road up there. They could not come any other way except by 
air. Could you tell the color of the skin? Normal skin color. Yes. The white man. Yes, yes. Did you say this is the first sighting of Sasuke Singh? Yes. Right, first sighting. And then later you you were back up there and you saw them come by and you saw the light. The light, the light, this time the light was a white, white bright light like a... What is your theory behind them? landing in that area? Uh, I would say this, my th uh, thought, the whole thing, thinking about it right at the time, was I believe they were attracted here by the big forest fire that we had two nights previously, which burnt this whole mountain off and burnt there for, it was a tremendous fire for, uh, it lasted until, well, two in the afternoon till about ten o'clock at night. And if they were up there around and saw this fire, then they came down. No, they were there when I came out. Uh, they could have been there when I went into the building. I was in the building approximately 10 minutes. But I came up with the truck this way and turned the truck this way to the building. And then I went inside, turned the light on, and did the necessary work I had to do to repair the equipment that had broken, the tube in. And then I came out, turned the light on the building, and stepped down. And as I looked across, that's when I saw these three glowing spots. And I thought, oh my gosh, they couldn't be stumps burning yet. And I watched and watched and watched, and they didn't vary and flicker one bit. And that was very intriguing. So then I got my large spotlight and turned on there and saw that it was a type of vehicle. I wished I would have thought of flying saucer at the time, because I could have analyzed much more thoroughly, but not. In fact, being alone, and them not answering me, uh, a lot of things go through your mind.